Sixth episode of the Whiskey Tinga Foxtrot podcast, and I'm your host James Ford, and I'm just gonna announce him as my co-host, Yay, Mac. Me, Mac. And today we're gonna talk about the wonderful topic of guns and the stupid shit that you see on the internet, the stupid crap that people use to put on them that, that you see on video games, USA Today <laughs> specifically, one of them. Uh, some. Some common things like the narwhal tusk, you know, that we saw in London and um, other stuff. So why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about your credentials. Man. Okay, so as, as most of y'all know that I, I spent 10 years as a slave in the Marine Corps. Um, but I also, I'm also a certified gunsmith. Uh, I've got my certification in 2012, 2011-2012. So I've been doing that for a while now. Uh, obviously, I'm an avid hunter. I've been shooting competition shooting since 2010 on top of my time in the Marine Corps. Um, done a little bit of everything. I've worked in, I, I ran an armory in California for the Marine Corps when people let things go missing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I went ahead and took over and, and made sure everything was good to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I also spent some time working in a gun range or a gun range and store in California, which is one of those, the weirdest things that, that most people say. Mm-hmm. So, so I have a pretty good understanding of where we are in the legal the legal system with Second Amendment rights and and ill-gotten rights and whatnot. So, you know, this isn't me just blowing smoke out my butt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I do take this uh, for those who've listened before. I, I can be pretty ridiculous at times. I, I don't find any of this ridiculous. It's pretty big, pretty big important thing to me. Uh, don't get me wrong. Chainsaw bayonets are amazing. I think that's, that's the one. Uh, the one most wonderful thing that USA did. You know, did. you know what happens is you're you're in the forest and you're chopping down a tree for Christmas and it, what, it there's a bear. It didn't exist at the time when they when they first put that out there. No, it didn't. <laughs> but supposedly someone actually made it. Multiple people actually. Uh, multiple people created chainsaw bayonets just to show that shit could. <laughs> that you um, could. And and now you know with the the London the London Bridge issue, uh, well terrorist attack rather. Where we had we had one guy with a fire extinguisher and the other guy with a five foot narwhal tusk. What was that title you just read it a little while oh, ago? Oh, the, I want to hear that. That was hilarious. The, the title that made me made me probably more erect than I've ever been in my life. Uh, <laughs> I hope my wife isn't hearing that. She'd probably judge me. Ex convict sprayed fire extinguisher into Usman Khan's eyes so that man with narwhal tusk could stab him. <laughs> How? Yeah, let's get what? Normal tusks are like what, like five, eight so, feet in length. Like, so, so this one was this one specifically was about five feet, five feet long. Yeah, uh, they they can get up to eight, eight point eight feet. Uh, yeah. Generally, generally from what I've read, they they break off. Yeah, uh, long before eight point eight feet, but they've been found. Yeah, like that, that's ridiculous. Yeah, but at at the time, so so the reason why we're talking about this is because USA didn't exactly USA Today didn't put this on the the bay like the the as a weapon by someone like just you know what, what, what's it called they just they just kind of like put the image up there and and painted painted usa today's freaking emblem on it and i thought it was the greatest thing in the world because that's something that the news agencies would exactly do yeah that's so exactly what they would do they would take something <laughs> that's never been done before just to scare the public and throw it on a gun and say this is 
Wait, are you saying that somebody might try to fear monger to get their opinion across? Oh, absolutely. Oh, we'll, we'll talk about the NRA in a minute. They do that. Let's all the let's time. not <laughs> let's not broach <laughs> that subject yet. Uh, yeah, who was that? Stephen Gutowski. Mm-hmm. Who, I'm not really sure who that is. I don't even know who that is. Um, is it, well, let me find this real uh, quick because that's a couple guys named Stephen, but yeah. Or I'm sorry, uh, Kurt Slipster. Whoever that is, I don't know. He's verified on Twitter, so Sounds apparently, German. yeah, I, I don't. Whatever. Uh, he asked somebody to to create an AR-15 with a narwhal tusk bayonet, bayonet meme after <laughs> the London the London Bridge, and sure enough, this guy Max Yefimov, which is a fantastic name to come like up with, photoshopped this. it in there. Yeah, he absolutely did. And you know who? If your name is Max Yefimov. You're the perfect person to do that. Yeah, no one's going to remember your name. No, it's not even that. It's just that is such a name that somebody would make a Narwhal Tusk meme. It's fantastic. <laughs> um, but is that like, is that, do you think that's like something you could, it's almost like a sword. It, you could like attach a would, sword to a freaking AR 15. I mean, technically, uh, the people have. Yeah. I mean, bayonets are just short swords. That's the, that's the only time that you're allowed to bring a knife to a gunfight. No, you're 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 bringing a gun to a knife. A gun to that knife. Yeah. That's that's kind of like it's a narwhal tusk with an AR-15 that's, attached. That's a last minute thing that you do when you run out of ammo <laughs> and a person's standing right in front of you. He's like, oh, or you I'm know, gonna stab him with a three foot extension. No, man, don't shoot him until you see the whites of their eyes. Stab him first. Yeah, Back in the Revolutionary War, the the Americans, well, who became the Americans? Oh yeah, they they would actually just fire their guns. To remove the bayonet from people's chests. Yeah. Because you can get more stab wounds on the, the yeah, old Yeah, you'd fire the it. Flintlocks. Yeah. yeah, but that bayonet gets stuck in a chest cavity inside of a rib, man. Just pull <laughs> the trigger and get her out. Keep on going. Uh, true. That's, that's true American ingenuity right mm-hmm. there. So one could argue that the uh, the bayonet is way more important Those than the freaking savages back then, man. That was fantastic. Yeah. And, and people think that... We're, we're different now. Yeah, right. No, they were crazier back then than they, than they are now. Can you imagine? Okay, the, the kind of combat that you have to go through that like you would see, you know? It's, it doesn't compare to what goes on today. I would disagree with that. Uh, I mean, yeah, too. I guess it, different aspects. Different aspects. Uh, I think that it's when you start talking about the Revolutionary War is where you start talking about some of those special teams that we've talked about earlier. Yeah. You know, you've got... The guerrilla, the guerrilla war fighters, uh, kind of like the well, that started the berets and, and stuff like that. Didn't we but, learn that like guerrilla war fighting from the Indians? Oh yeah, definitely. absolutely. They're they're definitely the the chief. So uh, what, pun intended. So what do we got? Like what else are we talking about? What are, what's so we're gonna discuss a couple of things that kind of frustrate me today. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll try to be somewhat nice for some of you idiots that still follow the NRA. What's this beer um, we're drinking today? Oh, this beer is fantastic. This is. I just bought this the other day. Nine oh three oak aged maple pecan porter, uh, from Brew Thirty Tap House. So Brew Thirty Tap House is in Cyprus. I'm gonna give them a shout out to them. Um, I love everything about it saying thirteen point six percent alcohol by volume. Oh yeah, I'm I'm halfway through my glass and I'm already feeling it. <laughs> and I'm on my first glass. I might give a shout out to Brew Three Tap House, greatest freaking people in the world. I just gave them one of my prosthetic legs because they said they were gonna make a when they started a brewing company, they were gonna make a beer for me called the Das Boot. 
I still think they should call it peg leg. They probably will. There'll like probably a, be multiple. Like a peg leg porter. Abs- yeah, yeah. A porter, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it better be a porter. Yeah, the, the <laughs> peg leg porter, man. That's fantastic. Yeah, I'll give a shout out. I don't know. I've never been to 903. Supposedly there's somewhere up north of Dallas somewhere. But, yeah, this is probably one of the best beers I've had. This is freaking delicious. Yeah, it's... It's amazing. I, I was kind of apprehensive because whenever you start putting a lot of words like oak, aged maple, and pecan yeah. in front of things, you're starting to get towards those more froofy, as I would call them, beers. Yeah. No, this, yeah. Is, this is fantastic. It's a dark beer. But and, and that's not even a shout-out. I'll never meet these people. But I'll never meet them It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, also, to clarify, since we're talking about firearms and beer... There's no firearms that we are currently using. <laughs> no. uh, we, we don't believe in guns and alcohol mixing. That's just bad juju. Yeah. Always shoot the guns before you drink the alcohol, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but we'll talk a little bit about the NRA. Uh, we kind of touched on chainsaw bayonets and whatnot, but we'll, so that, maybe we'll talk a little bit more about like gun show, gun show what, rifle attachments. What was this? What was this thing about the whiskey war? Like his whole Instagram thing. We all saw it, the whole world. Okay, saw it. this dude looked absolutely drunk. He looked like he might have had. One too many. So whiskey warrior. So whiskey warrior is that dude had a whole lot of issues going on. I mean, he was he was a fugitive. So he basically got in a lot of trouble. Ran from ran from the cops. Hold himself up in his house, and he had he's a national guardsman, I believe. Yeah, had a had a. Some battle rattle on with empty thirty round magazines. And a, a knife attached. Yeah, and a knife. Well, don't don't knock my knife, man. That shit's useful. I open up a lot but of MREs with my with my gun belt knife. If I'm like sitting here trying to say I'm not armed, I'm not going to be toting around a knife. Yeah. At that point, you technically are armed. the The issue that I have in this, and and so what a lot of this comes down to is red flag laws. He was trying to he was trying to make on a social media. He was trying to make it seem like a red flag. Well, he was trying to make it seem like a red flag, uh, red flag law violation, but what it really was is that he's a piece of shit. Yeah. Um, like I hope that he gets the help that he needs because he clearly needs it. Oh, but absolutely. it comes down to he's he's just a piece of shit. He used to beat his wife. Yeah. Um, he was burglarizing places, and and then he is trying to create some sort of national national platform because he thinks that he can distract. Based on, well, look at all these gun rights they're trying to take. No, bro, leave it to the professionals. Leave it to, not even the professionals, but the people that are actually law-abiding, normal. And I hate that phrase, by the way, the law-abiding. But leave it to adults. Not, don't act like a child and then try to get away with things. I mean, this guy is, like, super popular on social media. You know, he made this, like, it was all on his Instagram story. And someone recorded his Instagram story and put it up on YouTube. You can look it up and watch it, but... You know, he, he made it seem like a red flag law. He was, he bar- so he barricaded himself in the attic above his garage. No, 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 not above his garage. He was staying in an attic above somebody's garage. Yeah. He was renting that place. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Um, and then his wife left. I don't know. There was so much. We don't even know the, the exact full details. And he never can. But, you know, I think I think the, the law enforcement officers that... that responded to that actually handled it well because it disappeared off social media like that well and it needed to they they cleaned it up properly uh, i think that they got it instagram and facebook involved in it which and they shut it down yeah they they shut it down it, the issue that i have with that isn't the transparency issue um 
I do think that transparency is absolutely critical in everything. Absolutely. I mean, but, well, they got to come th- come through with details soon. Right, but uh, I think that in that case, so what ended up happening was people throughout the United States because he had such a good followership. Yeah, it's such a big follower, and yeah, you see all these like calling, social. Well, the the issue is they were calling the police department during the standoff. I think we're talking hours long. They're calling the, the police department was getting death threats. Well, you know, they're getting death threats, but but more importantly, because cops deal with that all the time. I yeah, mean, but it exploded because of it did, how but popular he was. It did. The The issue is that they're jamming up the 911 lines, the emergency 911 lines. For real emergencies. Yeah, just talking about, well, you're trying to take away his red flag, or this red flag stuff, you're trying to take away his rights and his firearms and his 30-round magazines. No, it's not that what they're trying to do. Yeah. The whole point of it was to get the guy to come in peacefully. They didn't even take his guns or his magazines. No, they didn't take it. Well, he was toting around on his yeah. Instagram. And well, I just wonder, like, how, how much of a nut do you have to be to dress in, like, your full battle rattle gear? And, sipping and, whiskey. And, 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 and sipping whiskey and, and whatnot and taunting law enforcement officers off your social media. Yeah. That just screams out, I'm freaking nuts, and I, I need help. And, and he absolutely did need help. And, and I really do hope that he gets it. Yeah. Uh, so what's his red flag law? Like, what's his red flag law? Okay, about? so red flag laws, in effect, are... There's 17 states right now that, that have them in effect in some Florida capacity or another. Florida, Florida is one of the only Republican states that does it. Yeah, and that that's after the whole... Uh, school shooting. Yeah. Um, basically, what it is is somebody, you know, Jimmy, could call on me and say, "Well, I think that Mac is going to harm himself or others. I don't have any justification for that, which we can talk about that later. But I think that he's going to because something that he he mentioned, um, and the cops can come and take my firearms and hold them until after I have to fight the court." So, kind of the big issue here is due process. Yeah. Um, if, if any of you guys don't know what due process is, you know, basically, it's, it's like, what it is, is your rights cannot be taken away without you going to going to court about them. Yeah. So, that, that falls under the Fourth Amendment, Google, Google, the Fifth Amendment. Yeah. There, there's so much that, you know. Like, you can't be subjected. Hey, Hunter, I know you want to be in this podcast. So. <laughs> I love, I love For Hunter, he's my dog. He's a good boy. He's probably one of the best dogs you'll ever meet. He's such a sweet boy. But you can't be subjected to cruel and unusual punishment without, you know, you know that's something that's not... You, so you just can't process, do it. Due process, theoretically, is as quickly as possible you get through the legal process. They're not trying to sandbag you. That, that was a big issue with, like, Guantanamo Bay... Um, even more so, in my opinion, than than the whole let's let's torture terrorists. Yeah. The bigger issue is that there's no there's no end in sight. There's no justification. There's no legal representation. That's what we as Americans fought for. And when we bring somebody into the United States or they come in illegally, which isn't the conversation today, they're still afforded the rights of our Constitution. Mm-hmm. And our Bill of Rights, as they should be. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, we're useless. And that's this is one of the biggest things that I have against people that don't like the Second Amendment. Is that I respect the Second Amendment just as much as I respect the First, the Fifth, the Fourteenth. They're all the same to me. 
Amendments are things that we cannot remove. They cannot be infringed upon. And very clearly in the Second Amendment, we mention infringement. But <laughs> we tend to, to fall into this is it in my area trap? Is this affecting my life as a Texan trap? We don't care what California is doing because they're a separate state with a separate separate process, due process. Their laws and regulations, they have their own Supreme Court federal, you know, state judges that do their own thing, their own politicians that don't, uh, don't affect us, which is terrific. So when we see other states doing other things and other infringements being placed on them, for example, Massachusetts, California, New Jersey, all mass, or, you know, New York State, we don't pay attention to it, we don't allow it to affect our mentality in protecting our rights in our state, mm -hmm. we're allowing infringement to happen on a national level mm -hmm. while thinking that we're safe. Mm -hmm. Luckily, in the state of Texas, we're in Texas, it's a part of who we are as Texans. Yeah. It's how the state was created, you know, they're without firearms rights of whatever I mean granted we don't necessity. have like constitutional carry like some states do and and I don't necessarily think that constitutional carry is something that needs to be I mean because you can still have guns mm -hmm. it's just, just this is just allowing you to basically like having a concealed license at least in Texas or a license to carry in Texas now um, just basically kind of states that you know, if you get pulled over by the police, you're a good person mm -hmm. most of the time. And yeah, you, you've been through classes, you know the laws about defending yourself. Mm -hmm. Whereas constitutional carry states, it's like they don't really make you go through classes yeah, about and, how to defend and yourself. It's and real, it's real difficult for somebody in my position where I believe in the, the lack of infringement, yeah. uh, because shall not infringe, to kind of put a, an emphasis on what the rules and regulations should be on carrying a firearm. You should know the laws in your state. You should absolutely know the laws. However, at the same time that I want to say, yes, you should absolutely be trained in every firearm you own, you should have plenty of training. This is, you know, you don't want to shoot little Susie 10 blocks down the road because you're just spraying and praying. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, how can I as... Pull poor Joe Biden, just blast your shotgun through the door. <laughs> You don't, even need, you, don't, you don't even see what you're shooting at. You're just shooting through a door. It could be yeah. the mailman. Yeah, you know, it could be the mailman. It could be little Susie selling new Girl Scout someone, cookies. Someone knocking on your door at midnight for help. Yeah, you, you know, you don't know the situation. But at the same time, it's it's really difficult for me to tell you I don't think that you should have constitutional carry because then you're not trained yeah. in doing anything. We don't know what your level of knowledge is on the... But again, that would be an infringement. Yeah. So it comes down to how much do we allow slide? How much do we allow slip? How much do we let infringement happen? How much do we allow laws to be added in place? And that's kind of where we fall into the NRA conversation. Is I think that the NRA has become a joke. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that there's a huge... I was just... just, just discussing this the other day. I'm going to pull a Pat Stutter over here. 
we were just discussing this the other day, is that there's a huge generation gap. Yeah. Between, you know, my mine and your parents and us. Well, so something something I know, I, I kind of, how I kind of view, the NRA is kind of like the VFW. It's full of a bunch of old people. <laughs> Sitting around playing pool. Yeah. Just telling, telling war stories. But there's another organization called the Gun Policy. I'm, I'm huge fans of them. They actually take states to, to court about their gun laws. Mm-hmm. I actually just called them the other day to discuss discuss the, uh, some things with them. But like one thing I noticed when this whole Whiskey Warrior, whatever his name was, and in, in, where was he at? Was he in Virginia? Or was he in no, New, New York. York? New York, that's right. Um, he... A bunch of social media accounts, what name a few of them, gun policy, you know, Colin and I or that NRA lawyer representative, you know, out of Dallas. Um, there was a bunch of them, including including the man spot. All these people touted touted for his support, and they even started a GoFundMe page to to help fund his protection. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Without even knowing, they pretty much pulled something that that we see coming from the left side, where they. Instantly overreact. They instantly come to prejudgment, and that usually is something you see on the social on the left side whenever there's a mass shooting or some type. So shooting. Of some so type. something I want to be very careful about in this podcast is is the distinguishing between the left, the right, the center. Yeah. The, because I don't want to. You know, we just we discussed fear mongering the NRA earlier. Yeah. This is this is a huge part of why I hate the NRA. Yeah. Uh, and and keep it keep you guys in my keep it. Honest and fair. I've been an NRA member for years, uh, a little over a decade, but I've maintained instructor it's, certifications through them. So I have to, if I want to, like currently I'm working on my, my license to carry instructor course. I mean, these are all great Texas. organizations and people, but at the same time, it's like, you know, without them, we probably wouldn't have what we have today. But at the same time, there's also some level of like this organization throughout this whole you know, clusterfuck mess that's going on. You know, there's absolutely nothing's perfect. Mm-hmm. There's no with a with a system as big as ours. There's never going to be a perfect system. Yeah. Uh, since I know Brad will be listening to this because he's a trucker and he <laughs> doesn't have anything better to do with his life, I want you to know that I just lied to you in that text message I just sent you. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and check the time. It's 1.49 p.m. in Texas on... What day, the, what day of the month is it? I have no idea. It's the 15th of December. Just <laughs> just so you can send me a text later, Brad. Um, what what I think that a lot of the issue is, is the fear-mongering of the NRA. The, yeah. You know, gun policy, the Gun Policy Coalition is fantastic. They do more from than what I've. Right? Yeah, from what I've seen, the the issue is that they're still growing, and I think and and don't quote me because because I haven't done enough research on this yet, is I think that their policies are more in line with our age group, our generation. Yeah, and and that's possibly they, the and I, and I don't want to say generation. I think that that's uh, our age group um, because probably the 10, 10, 20, or ten years before and after. Yeah, um, that's why they jumped. You know, they were one of the first organizations that advertised. I don't know who started the GoFundMe page, but they advertised it. I saw it. I don't know if they were the first ones, but I know that's where I first saw it at. Yeah, um, and, and and they seem to be pretty pretty fantastic. Like I said, I called them the other day. I'm currently 
helping somebody with some some gun policy stuff down in down in Sugarland. Uh, so I, I contacted them so we can kind of get a an idea of what they're thinking compared to like the NRA's policies. So the issue is that with what I have with the NRA is that they call all the time asking for money, which I get. You need to fundraise so you can lobby properly. That's fine. The issue is that they fear monger. They call like those leftists, or those extreme leftists, are trying to take away our guns, or yeah. those flat. And I quote, "Those flamboyant left wing folks are trying to take your guns." And I and I just had to stop. I'm like, so the, the NRA. What did you just say to me? The NRA is kind of like politically affiliated, whereas like gun policy is more of a right. It's not politically affiliated. Very yeah. They they both sides. The issue I have with politics is the bipartisanism, and over the last 20, 30 years, the the farther away politicians get from their constituents in the center, the crazier it gets and the worse it it becomes, and then we start seeing things like... Where is that study on? Well, even even the impeachment trials right now, and I don't want to get into that, that's not a... That's not why we're here today, but when you see the extreme... Extremes on either side is where you start getting worried, and then that directly translates into the Second Amendment rights, and the First Amendment rights, and your Fifth, Sixth, Seventh, whatever it is that's going to affect that, because the extremes are such a small group that they're trying to cater to, mm-hmm. whereas they should be bringing it into back into the center, because in the center you can talk, and you can reason, and you can have a conversation. The second I talk to somebody about gun rights and they immediately just fly off the handle is the second that I know that I'm never going to be able to change their mind. Yeah. It just, it's not going to happen. They're not, they're not mature enough in their heads to be able to sit down and debate. It's, it's almost a militant issue. Is they've been so thrown by either side that they become so polarized. Yeah. That it's not something that we can there was bring them back from, and, and the NRA is what the uh, the issue with the NRA is that they've really stuck to that really right, right wing side, side but and at they're the same not time, willing to allow it to. They also fund a lot of our rights. They fund almost all. Of, they're they're the biggest lobby. They're one of the biggest lobbyist groups. The only there's only one I believe that's bigger. Do you know who it is? I don't. Do you want to take a guess? Just tell me. Old people. AARP. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, I can absolutely believe that. Yeah, and that, and that's because that's who's the biggest in, pol- uh, in politics right now, and that's who's giving a lot of money are people over the age of fifty five, sixty five. Um, I'm not old enough to know what the age of AARP is, yeah, but still I think on it's yeah. Either <laughs> either way, they're they're a huge group of lobbying. Um, so what happens is that right now they're they're looking at this extreme right wing, but. They're trying to maintain control. Mm-hmm. And this is where I start arguing against the NRA. Is not the whole flamboyant left-wing stuff. Okay, you're an idiot, you're uninformed. I get that. Mm-hmm. I can't argue with you about that thought process, so I'm not going to try. The issue becomes when you start allowing concessions. Okay, you can take this as long as you keep this. Mm-hmm. Or, well, we really don't want to give up that, but we're willing to give up this and this. Yeah. That's where we start seeing a generational gap, is that 
Exactly. Our generation is very much so, don't take my stuff. Yeah. Don't take my rights. Don't take my things. Don't, don't take, take anything. anything. And it, it's on both sides, have, too. And, and it is. And that's it's completely understandable. I, I'm very much so very yeah. smacked in the middle. I, I, I'm a registered libertarian. I lean, I lean a little bit more right just because of the gun. I, I strongly believe in. I am more like my in my heart. I'm more in the middle. Yeah. So so when it comes down to, and I think that, and I don't want to speak for all veterans, but from the the many that I've seen in my time, is that a lot of politics really don't affect us in the military. No, they don't. So you know, you've got guys that spend a minimum of four years to you know thirty eight years that spend all of this time effectively away from the political. And none of it affects our lives. Yeah. So even when I was stationed in California, yeah, the, you, the maximum round count in a magazine is 10 rounds. Yeah. But because I'm not from California and I'm technically a temporary permanent resident of California, I can get away with a little bit different things than Californians can. Yeah. I can come into the state with a firearm that isn't on their approved list. Yeah. Because I legally own it. It's mine. And I bought it outside of the state of Texas. So when I was stationed there and I wanted to buy an AR, I could go out and buy something that's not on their list, come back. Yes, I'd have to put on a bullet button at the time. It's different now. It is. Way different now. You know, I've been out of there for a hot minute. Um, I still, Brad is actually in California, so he might have a little bit better of an idea. (laughs) Uh, Now that I lied to him, he'll probably say something mean. (laughs) Trying to hurt my feeling, but just so you know, Brad, you can't. So what? What? what so we gotta. Uh, so so a, the NRA. You know, when we deal with the NRA and we deal with the the center, is we've we've got this fluctuation, and people don't want to give into the NRA because they know that no. they're not paying attention to their rights. No, they're not. They're not giving. We spend a lot of money on the NRA. We give them a lot of money for lobbying, but what they think that they're doing is just polarizing. Yeah. When when politicians start talking about well the NRA members is when you know that you've messed up yeah when you start lobbying against a lobbyist group you know you've messed up yeah absolutely 100% and when the people that you say you're supporting don't want to support you you know you've messed up yeah Uh, Wayne LaPierre should be gone he should have been gone 20 years ago but he is the issue that is is creating this mess yeah it's because He's allowing this to continue to happen. I mean, because in, in part, it's kind of showing, you know, the way our laws are made is through money. It's not hearts and minds anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. It's everything is about money. Everything. Yeah, and, you know, we can we could talk about how Wayne LaPierre is an idiot just for the fact that we're paying for his, his suits and his house and shit. So, since but we're... It, it's more of he's not willing to... Look, this is a lobbyist group. If we were talking about Enron, if we were talking about Trump Towers, or if we were talking about Bain Capital, whatever it is, I understand your CEO wanting to stay there. Mm-hmm. I understand your CEO wanting to be about the money, wanting to be about this is this is a free market. Yeah, this is capitalism. You do you, boo boo. Mm-hmm. Like I might not agree with your opinion, however, I understand your position. Yeah. If you're in charge of the NRA, your job is not to be a fucking capitalist. No. Your job 
is to be a lobbyist. And I don't think LaPierre is doing enough to lobby. I don't think he's doing anything. I think he's here for the money. And I think that he is trying to fight as, as hard as he can just to keep that. Well, and when, it, come, it, when it comes down to it, a lot of people in positions like that, all it is is about money to them. Yeah. It's really it's really not about the people. It's a lot of like politicians. Mm-hmm. Since we're on this topic, you know, let's talk about states. We got... We got... We got... New York State, we got California, we got New Jersey, there's Massachusetts, um, Florida's kind of leaning over there a little bit. What other states are that that have these strict gun rights? Those are those are the real big ones. Oregon's Oregon and Washington are kind of heading there. You know, they, they got a bottle they got a lot of backlash a couple of years ago. So they were smart enough to realize that they couldn't quite go as far as they could when they started realizing that Oregon and Washington the money that the money was going to leave their states. Yeah, it was. I mean, really, what's what kind of money do those states have it coming in? It was like Starbucks. It's like Colorado. What was that huge Magpul? Mm-hmm. Magpul. Yeah, that's exactly it. What something? I don't remember what happened. It was a few years ago. It's because they were going to get rid of the thirty round magazine. They were going to get rid of the thirty round and magazine. Actually, got up and left. Mm-hmm. They magazine, got up. Magpul. Magpul. Yeah, Magpul got up and left. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and they had to, and that affected a lot of people's lives. It did. That's a. That's a. Big company. I mean, we're talking guns are a multi-billion-dollar thing, I mean, yeah. arguably multi-trillion-dollar. I, I don't that, even know if you can on that local you economy could. wherever Magpul is at. It affected everyone that lived yeah. there. I mean, it's, just, like an, it's like an oil company. Absolutely, absolutely, because everybody uses Magpul magazines. Yeah, and you know, it, it comes down to that. That's what they're producing is all the time. Is they're producing money? They're printing money. Mm-hmm. So these states are those ones are at least smart enough to realize that they couldn't go anywhere mm-hmm. uh, they couldn't they couldn't affect the rights too much I, I pretty much the way that I, I visit states uh, originally when I got out of the Marine Corps I wasn't going to leave the state of Texas I kind of believed in it like the deployment rule is for every day that you spend in country you have to spend two days in <laughs> in, in comas uh, so I was trying to do that was for every day that I spent out of Texas, I was going to spend two days in Texas. <laughs> Lucky bastard. <laughs> didn't, didn't quite work out that way. Um, mainly because I like my wife a lot and, <laughs> and my brother moved to South Dakota and I had to go visit him. Um, so now my rule is if I can carry my gun legally, I will go. Same. Because I'm not going to go to a place where I can't protect myself and my family. Yeah. Um, Colorado, I can do that. Yeah. I went to Colorado last January. I'm going here in a couple of weeks. Yeah. I'm okay with going there. I, I only go to certain areas where I know yeah. other people are going to California. California. I, like I like your Brad a little bit. Uh, I love the Kevins. I'm not going to I'm not gonna visit there. I can't carry my gun. Yeah. You know, the, there's a lot of great competitive matches out there that I would love to go visit some of my old friends from from back in the day which was a Tuesday in case anyone's wondering Uh, but I can't because I'm not going to put myself in a situation where I can't protect myself Um, and and I think that we need to spend a lot more time focusing on the lobbying in those states as well well as the federal side now in California the last two years now you got to register how much ammo you have (laughs) like how ridiculous is that in in I don't know what the exact laws in Massachusetts I know they're similar to New York and New Jersey, where they have limits on magazine sizes. 
And I, I just recently learned that the only state in the New England area <laughs> the only state in the New England area that is actually gun friendly is New Hampshire. Yeah. Uh, so I, I okay, so I could talk about New Hampshire a lot. Um, so I was stationed there. I was a recruiter there. I was a terrible recruiter. If any of you bastards hear this, I acknowledge that. <laughs> um, hey, I'm going to apologize for my soldiers that I fucked the shit out of for being late to formation. <laughs> I'm not. No, some of you fuckers deserved it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I was a terrible recruiter, and, and that's because I kind of lost sight of the process. But but I learned about I learned a lot about New Hampshire. Um I mean, their their motto, their state motto is "Live free or die." Uh, yeah, it's like Alaska right there. So they have constitutional carry, which uh, their their rules for constitutional carry are really kind of odd. You don't need a concealed handgun license to carry a handgun concealed. You can get one. However, you cannot conceal that handgun loaded well, it is without so you being could, trained. You basically have to get one to carry it loaded. Yes. Um, I, I was very fortunate. It makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I was very fortunate. I, so, you know, we've talked about me being a military police officer in the past. Uh, so I fell under the Leosa Act, which is a congressional a congressional act that allowed me to carry concealed throughout the United States, mm-hmm. no matter what state it was. So even in California, Massachusetts, and whatnot, I could carry a I could carry a firearm. Mm-hmm. Um, fantastic program. Uh, I. I've never met a cop that used it that wasn't incredibly well understanding of the laws. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, maybe that's something we need to revisit at some time, but I don't think that's going to happen with this president or the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think a lot of what comes down to is New Hampshire, New Hampshire it really tries to abide by that ruling that, mm-hmm. that, that motto. Do I think that they always do it the proper way? Mm. No. Um, do I think that they allow some things to pervert that? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But they don't allow it to pervert it to the same the same level as uh, I'm banging the table for those of you that hear it. I get a little, <laughs> I get a little passionate about this. It's not uh, too bad. They don't they don't allow things to happen to the level of the states surrounding them. Yeah. Uh, you know, Maine is a great state. Uh, they, they're not terrible when it comes to gun stuff. Okay. You know, I hunted up there. I, I carried a gun up there. No issues. Okay. Cops out there are fantastic. Yeah. New Hampshire, same way. Massachusetts, sorry to tell you guys, I carried a gun. <laughs> I hope that hurts all of your politicians' souls, knowing that this guy carried a gun in your state. I hope uh, it breaks up. I carried it legally. But I carried it nonetheless. Uh, Vermont, Vermont. I love Vermont, Vermonters. They're fantastic <laughs> people. They're some of my favorite people in the world because they just say whatever they want whenever they want. Yeah, they're kind of like dudes with ponytails. Um, Enlighten me on that. <laughs> dudes with ponytails are my favorite people in the world. So they're like hippies. Well, they are very much hippies, but dudes with ponytails, you know, you can immediately tell how long they've been making the worst decision of their lives. <laughs> Based off how long the <laughs> ponytail is. Yeah. Uh, but, but they kind of remind me of, of Vermonters in that they're, they're very hippie-ish. They, they just kind of, they find their decision. They, they decide what they want to do and they just do it. Yeah. 
They don't care what your thumb is. They don't care how much you hate your hate their your ponytail. Your boobs hang low. Do they wobble to and fro? Can you tie them in a knot? Can you tie them in a bow? Yeah. Um, Sounds like California. Well, that's a whole other story. Um, I think that this is something we should probably continue at a later time. I know right now I have to get out of here. Well, let's talk about our last topic. Let's talk about the video game guns. <laughs> video game guns are fantastic. So, so what's, the, what's the wildest thing that you've ever seen? The wildest thing that I've ever seen. I am a huge Borderlands fan. Are you really? Yes. I so will. I don't. I don't play. The most you see so, is that freaking thing over there. That Super Nintendo. Yeah. That regular. Uh, so I'm a huge Borderlands fan. Um, Borderlands Three, the most recent one, has a call, a gun called the Gun Gun. The gun gun. Is the this gun like, gun. So how does this, this compa- gun how does this shoots compare to guns? How does it? This gun shoots guns. Yes. What the hell? This gun shoots more. How guns. do we create this in real life? I, I don't know what the science behind this would be. Uh, a lot of things in the Borderlands world. That sounds amazing. A I lot of things like in the that. Borderlands world really comes down to don't ask. It, it's science. <laughs> <laughs> it works. Yeah. Uh, so I would I would argue that the best gun in all games is the gun that produces more guns. Yeah. Um, but some of the attachments that you can you can see in in games like Call of Duty or Battlefield. Battlefield tends to be a little more realistic. Call of Duty tries. I think that made a huge misstep uh, this last game. I like their fire. I like their guns in the game. Um, but I think they, they made a huge misstep and they were trying to appease the masses. Uh, most of the people that are buying your guns or games to shoot guns are not against guns it'd be kind of silly so they they missed a lot of opportunity to actually put gun companies names in them instead they just kind of made up their own misnomers yeah uh, but you can attach whatever you want well, there was a while back where some of the miss the names and early in some of these early on games they actually had like lawsuits threatened against them for using the legit names of their guns. Well, yeah, I mean, you have to get permission from sense. the company, <laughs> which makes absolute one hundred. Yeah, yeah, you've got to get permission from the company. But all right, so hands down, right now, what is, what would be your favorite game based on the wildest guns that you think exists? Oh, and we can be corrected. You could correct this on social oh, media. Borderlands. Like no, you, there's no, there's no correcting that. Uh, there's no, there's no change. So there's, there's two different ways that we can look at this one is the amount of guns and the amount of craziness that we could talk about in guns, and that'd be Borderlands. There's literally billions of guns in the new game. No shit. Billions, with a B. Capital. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, it's crazy. It's amazing. There's a gun that shoots money. Because when I, when I think of something like this, I've never watched... I've never, I don't even know what Borderlands is about, but I know what Fortnite is, just because of the YouTube, they advertise it. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I never played... I tried I've to never, play Fortnite a couple of times. Not my jam. I don't know how you play it because I see people playing it and I'm like, how do you do shit that fast with your fingers? I'm not. I know. I know a few things. With my, I, know I know there's know a lot of teenage. I know there's there's a lot of teenage boys that are getting. A I'll lot tell of you. Good finger practice. Here's the two things I know how. To, the three things I know how to do with my fingers. I know how to shoot. I, I know how to play. Uh, I know how to type, and I know how to play with the clitoris. <laughs> <laughs> the last part, ladies. He's probably lying. Uh, so, in fact, you know, you know, I'll leave you this before we go: is trigger control. 
So you know, slow, steady squeeze to the rear with your trigger. Yeah. The way that I learned this in, in recruit training was our primary marksmanship instructor said, look, for those of you fucking 18-year-olds that aren't virgins, go ahead and take that finger that you're using to squeeze the trigger, turn it sideways. <laughs> Pull the trigger that way. He said, that's how you find the G-spot, and then you just turn it 90 degrees, and that's how you pull the trigger properly. <laughs> you know what? I, I've never been able to forget that, and it's such a fantastic way to put it. I, I've never I've never instructed people on how to do that that way when I've, I've taught people how to shoot. Um, but it is a really, really valid way to look at that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. You know, someday, maybe, a bunch of... Gen Xers when they're in their 20s are going to make a lot of women very happy. Or men. Whatever. Yeah. Me, you boo-boo. Yeah. Exactly. You, you tickle that prostate all you want. <laughs> Alright, well that concludes the episode and we'll see you next time.